Hello and welcome back to the Story Analysis Podcast. My name is Lydia and I am here today with my co-host Ashley. And we are here to talk about, well, many things, but I'm going to just say right now that I just did a millennial pause. Okay? <laughs> I've heard a lot of slander about this, but there's a reason that I just did that millennial pause. And maybe the youth today with their iPhones don't realize that when I hit play on the recording button of this podcast... You mean record. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it gives the second word, steps forward, and then it steps back. And I know if I speak during that time, it is going to cut me off completely. So I have to wait for it to start going forward again. So I have to pause. It's, yeah, I don't... Listen, we could fight all day about... <laughs> Um, this, I don't often make fun the, of the Gen Z. The things that they come for us for are not. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. I don't mind some generational ribbing from the youth, okay? But like, there's a reason for that. Pause. I just feel like even if you have the most up to date technology, mm-hmm. that is a valid and considerate pause. To make you're sure like, it's going. It's going. You're ready. You're listening. All right, we're gonna go. I don't see how that makes us elderly. I don't I'm just saying, usually if we're doing something on the internet, like, there's a reason, guys. <laughs> and maybe it's because we're used to using crappy editing software for the most of our lives. Fair. But, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we are here to talk today <laughs> about Enola Holmes 2? Is that all it's called? Is there another title? That is the second one, yes. We just watched it last night, and we'll probably talk about all the Enola Holmes and You had talked Sherlock about, yeah, breaking down... Our experience with the Holmes yeah. media in general. The Holmes Cinematic Universe. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> the HCU. <laughs> the SHCU. No, yeah. the shock for short. That's... No, you're dyslexic. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Off to a great start. Okay, off to a great start here. But all right. Why did you get all the right. train back on the rails? <laughs> well, do you want to start with Sherlock Holmes as a character, as a piece of media, as? broken down into all of the subcategories. Did you know <laughs> that Arthur Conan Doyle hated Sherlock Holmes? Or as the tale goes. No. Why? He wrote it for a newspaper oh. and he was, I think, like it was like a serialized thing. Okay. And he just like was so sick of it. Mm. He And like that was his bread and butter, I think. Mm-hmm. And people knew him and loved him for it. Sure. And he was like, I don't want to be known for Sherlock Holmes. Oh, honey. Well. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) Oh. I could be wrong. That could be one of those, like, unverified myths, but I've heard it so many times that I just, I'm like, yeah, that's the story. That's funny. (laughs) That's funny. Interesting. I wonder if he was, like, you know, the the Jason Statham of his time. Mm -hmm. Like, the character, I mean. Like, meh. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) I just, I feel like that was just probably, like, his day-to-day breadwinning writing, and he wanted to compose things he really cared about, mm-hmm. and everyone was like, oh, the Sherlock Holmes man, and he was like, that guy. <laughs> Funny. 
but it is like what he is most known for. Yeah, I don't know what else he's known for. Exactly. I mean, I know he has other novels, but that he no. He's a Sherlock Holmes guy. Sorry, buddy. I would. I just want to think that like he came to terms with it. You know, like maybe that was a pretentious twenty-year-old Arthur Conan Doyle thought or something, and like maybe. And he came to terms with it because, like, this is his legacy, and like, not everyone gets multiple movie franchise based off of their. Works. Well, he never knew about that. <laughs> maybe he never knew what Sherlock Holmes became. Maybe that could. Maybe be. it wasn't as popular at the time. Yeah, or like, how do you know there's not social media back then? Like, yeah, just because the people in your town read them and mm-hmm. like them doesn't necessarily mean you know the impact. Mm -hmm. Well, and if it's a newspaper article in what? London? Yeah. And I don't know for sure that it was. It was some kind of serialized Oh, yeah. Most of those things, I think, were. Especially if you have a, yeah, repeating character story type thing. Well, like the publishing houses, were they in charge of the papers, too? No idea. Wasn't there. You think I'd have absorbed that, but I don't. We can start with Enola Holmes and Enola Holmes 2, since yeah. that's what we came here to talk about. Sure. Um, so, this was a book series. I didn't know that. It is, yes. Yeah. My aunt clued me in on that. Shout okay. out to Wanda. <laughs> well, I was just like, well, we watched the second one last night, and I was trying to remember what happened in the first one. Mm-hmm. So, I was reading the Wikipedia page, and it mentioned the book series, which I was curious about. Like, it kind of had the vibes of, like, a middle grade yeah. Uh, book mystery series for girls, you mm-hmm. know, and that's exactly what it is. Um, and it looks really fun, and I'm going to have to buy the books now because I enjoyed the movies. Great. It's such a fun concept. Um, if we didn't establish that, but I think we both think that it's great. It's great, and here we go, all right? <laughs> I will quickly go through the first movie. I think the second movie is better. I loved them both. The first movie is fantastic, but I think plot-wise, the second movie is more cohesive. Um, I love all the characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Enola Holmes is the younger sister, fictionally younger sister of fictional character Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Um, the fan fiction younger sister yes, of fictional character. Yes, <laughs> created a <laughs> something, hundred years later, whatever. Um, I, I guess the theory was that it was ridiculous for Sherlock to have a do- daughter, but a sister might be feasible. <laughs> Which, fair enough. Um, (laughs) So, they wrote the books, and then this is based off of the books. I have no idea how close it is to the books. Mm -hmm. Um, But the movie takes a, like, breaking the fourth wall angle of Enola talking to the audience. And telling her story. Um, She... Millie Bobby Brown plays Enola, and she's she is um she's homeschooled lives with her mother i don't really know if we ever talk about mr holmes i don't think we do so maybe maybe there's a throwaway like he died yeah maybe he'll come back i don't it's not notable doesn't matter um sherlock and mycroft are adults many many years older moved away they don't live there but she was an accident and is her mom's best friend basically and her mother has made sure that she is well educated and has taught her everything she knows everything she's brilliant she's you know a Holmes so she has a brilliant mind 
and um, on her 16th birthday, her mother disappears and leaves her basically a whole trail of clues to follow her and find her and figure out what she's a part of. Yeah. Um, along the way, she meets a Viscount. I'm American. Viscount. I yeah, don't you're know. Right. You're, we watched Brooklyn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the word looks like Viscount. Yeah, so, I know. <laughs> uh, Tewksbury is his name. Yeah. Um. And he is, I think, trying to escape. He's hidden in the bag, and she's dressed as a boy hiding on the train. And somebody's looking for this boy in the bag. I think they're, like, taking him to be, like, a lord or something. Not, like, yeah, but whatever. I think there's more to it because his grandmother's trying to kill him. Oh, yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. So she gets wind of somebody else on the train trying to kill Tewksbury, and she warns him, and then they bail off the train together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think they, like, part ways once they get to London. Um, and then she keeps tracing her mother, and then she starts to uncover, um, this radical group, mm. and what's the, the jujitsu lady? Edith! Edith. I, I think she finds Edith. her place in London. Um, I don't remember if she meets her. She might meet her. She does. Well, she, like, comes, stumbles upon her at some point, and then, like, I think finds out Edith knows her mom. Okay. Well, she's like this, she's knows who she is. She's like, okay. oh, and she's no. been. I mean, Enola's been following the trail, the clues that her mother left her. Yes. So she probably led her to Edith. Mm-hmm. Um, in the meantime, I think Mycroft and Sherlock are trying to track down Enola because yeah. she's escaped from Mycroft because Mycroft is her guardian. guardian. I, I always want to say ward, but it's the other way around. She's she is ward. Mycroft's ward, um, and he wants to send her to finishing school because she's a troublemaker. Yeah, and. Good young lady. Sherlock's like, well, okay, but also she's really smart. Yeah. Um, and so they're trying to find her and send her off to finishing school. (coughs) Pardon. Um, so, um, let's see, what else does this say? There's a lot of, like, surprising action sequences in this movie. There's, like, explosives and she's obviously well-rounded and trained in all kinds of fighting so she's like fighting off the police and other bad guys Mm -hmm. um yeah she's amazing so um at some point i think mycroft employs lestrade um Uh, to track her down or help track her down i don't remember him in the first movie he's I remember him because I remember him. I remembered him when he came on screen. Sure. Oh, it's Lestrade. Okay. And he's just—he's always the detective from Scotland yeah. Yard, like yeah, police yeah, yeah. officer there. Right. No, I know that. I just—I don't remember any scenes. That actor. Yeah. yeah um, I him. But anyway, she comes across Tewksbury again. Um, she gets caught. Uh, Lestrade sends her to the finishing school. I remember that scene. That's um, right. I think Sherlock visits. Yeah, and Sherlock visits her and like says he's impressed by her detective work. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tewksbury sneaks into the school and they sneak out together, yeah. steal a car, mm-hmm. um, and then they decide to go to face Tewksbury's uncle. Um, and I think she, Enola, during all of this, uncovered that he was the one trying to kill. I, it wasn't her, the grandmother right away. Mm-hmm. I think it was the uncle. 
Um, or they framed the uncle. I don't remember. Trying to kill him. Yeah, because they go to the house. Yeah, they go to the house and the grandmother's there and the grandmother tries to kill him. But anyway, um... So... Tewksbury's grandmother is revealed as Lynn Thorne's contractor. Lynn Thorne's the guy trying to kill Tewksbury. Um, she's a staunch traditionalist. She doesn't want uh, Tewksbury. Mm -hmm. The child has a first name. I don't know what it is. She Anola always calls him Tewksbury. Yeah, but what's his name? I don't know. <laughs> that doesn't help me. Um, Lord. <laughs> the Lord. Um... Anyway, he is more open-minded and wants to vote for the reform bill, and she's like, not in my family! Yeah. Um, so she tries to shoot Tewksbury, and then... Uh, he's I don't, wearing armor. He's wearing armor. I don't know how they overcome the grandmother. I mean, it shouldn't be hard, but this is not reiterating that. Um, so they part ways, I believe, mm -hmm. and she eventually Sherlock becomes her guardian instead mm -hmm. um, and she has a reuniting re reunion there we go with her mother mm -hmm. um, her mother explains why she had to leave and why she must leave again but she's impressed by what Enola has become that's it that's the end yeah. and I feel like that's kind of chaotic it is it was obviously like a setup for the series <clears throat> but it was a little chaotic, but I remember really enjoying it. It's so enjoyable. Like, she, Millie Bobby song. Brown, just a gem. She's a gem. She sells every part of this, mm -hmm. and she's great when she's, you know, breaking the fourth wall, and she's great when she's just acting. She is totally this character, and mm -hmm. I just love that she, she always feels very honest in her acting, like, even mm -hmm. in Stranger Things, mm -hmm. like. You believe she's that character. You oh, believe yeah. she's having those emotions. Mm -hmm. and that's impressive even when she was like 10. In the yeah. Yes. First season. She's very um, good. And in this show, I'm just like, she is not in any way like playing this character to be a caricature or to mm -hmm. be like a sexy, edgy teen girl. No. Like she is, she's kind of awkward. Yep. And yet she's brilliant. Mm -hmm. And she's just this whole funny character. She's very funny. And she's great. She just sells it. Yeah. She's, yeah, just delightful the whole time. Um, I love the combination genres of this movie. Mm. It's very much a family-friendly movie. Yes. I mean, there's some violence, I guess. Sure. But it seems like kids would love it. Yes. But I don't want to call it a kids movie. No, it feels like what movies used to be. Yes. Because in like the 90s, there was this whole genre, not genre, a whole slew of movies mm -hmm. that you could watch with your family. That like my parents and me as a 10 year old mm -hmm. watched together. And both of you would all enjoy it. We'd all enjoy it. Yes. And like this is on the tamer side of that because it is a kid as the main character. And she's not like a little kid. No, she's a teen. But I do feel like anyone from like age eight. Yeah. To 108. Would enjoy it. Could very much enjoy this it's movie. It's also very wholesome. Mm -hmm. And, like, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, even there was adult movies that were, like, family-friendly movies. And, yeah, mm -hmm. kids' movies that were family-friendly movies. And, yeah, this just feels like that. Yeah. It's, like, you realize how little there is being made like that mm -hmm. these days. When yeah. you see it. Because it's just kind of refreshing. <laughs> yeah. Um, her mother 
is also a delightful character. She's not a very big part in no. either movie. But Listen, she's... Whoever went, Sherlock Holmes has a mom. And then went, of course she's played by Helena. Yeah. Boham Carter? Is that how you say her name? Who's... Bonham? Boham? No? <laughs> I think you're adding syllables. Like Bonham. She's got a lot of names. Bonham. There's a lot of A's in there. It's one A. <laughs> I mean, with her whole name. <laughs> she has one A in each name. <laughs> Helena Bonham Carter. <laughs> Helena Bonham Carter. <laughs> she's great. And of course, like, she's eccentric. And, like, yes. of course she would be his. So mom. fitting. So it fitting. It really worked. <laughs> it's like, ah, that's why Sherlock is the way that he is. Because yes. we're all familiar with Sherlock. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Henry Cavill as Sherlock is a weird, weird angle. Yeah, but it works. I guess. He seems too, like, zen to be Sherlock to me. But we've seen some pretty crazy iterations of Sherlock. Sure, sure, and he's not the main character, so I'll forgive it. He's fine. But we're seeing him through the light of Big Brother, which automatically humanizes him more. Mm -hmm. Um, Henry Cavill does have an awkwardness that I feel like is true to him, even as a person a little bit. But, no offense, Henry. <laughs> I don't mean it in a bad way. He just strikes me as that. Are we adding bit. him to the enemy list? No! I would be his friend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> babysit his dog for him. Um, he, um... But he's, he's... I don't know, he fits in that way a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he's very much more of a reserved, quiet version of mm-hmm. Sherlock, which is different than a lot of the animations yes. that I've seen. Right. And I think, I mean, I think one of the biggest things is it's not about him, yeah. so he's not drawing the spotlight, so yeah. valid. Yeah. Um, in the first movie, we have, what's his name? Sam Claflin oh, yeah, as was, Mycroft? I forgot that was Mycroft. So he's kind of the villain in that movie just because he's like... I thought he did a really good job. He did a great Mycroft. job. <laughs> he did great. Um, but he's kind of you know, you're not you're not rooting for him. Yeah, he's standing in the way. Mm-hmm. Of um, we have that Tewksbury kid. Also precious. I feel he's like pretty precious. Exactly what like a young teenage love interest should be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He's not out here acting like some sexy F boy and that's partially the time period. Sure. Like, no, he's very he's cute. I mean he's like a rich lord kid yeah. and he's very likable. He's very nice to her. He's very sweet. I think the whole relationship is very sweet. <clears throat> and he looks like the new generation's Ben Barnes. That's what I said before. I'm like I'm happy for them. I'm happy to have a bad <laughs> Sure. <laughs> Um, we have Edith, who comes back in the second movie. We have <laughs> Lestrade, who comes back in the second also movie. Also a gem. Two I of my think favorites. those are all the recurring characters. Um, we have, like, the Miss Harrison finishing school lady in this movie, and Tewksbury's grandmother, and uncle, apparently. Edith is, like, the nicest, sweetest, li- she's the Wong, you know, from, like, MCU, She's yeah, but like, she's like sweeter. I yeah, feel like Wong like, isn't good. Like he's, got a little sassy. he's not gonna give you the 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 light the time of day yeah. if you're being a butt. You see Edith, and you're like, Mom, and yeah. then you realize she can kick your butt, and she owns yeah. a jujitsu studio. Mm-hmm. Life goals, honestly. <laughs> she's pretty great. Um, I love her. We also have. Um, uh, these. Themes in the movies, both of them, that I feel are tasteful, mm-hmm. 
relevant, mm -hmm. and still true to the time period. Yes. Of, like, women's suffrage, yes. feminism, mm -hmm. unionizing, mm -hmm. um, which the second movie, which we can get into, yes. is based on some true events. I don't know... I don't know that the first one had as much of that, but they do talk about, like, that's the whole point of Lord Tewksbury mm -hmm. getting into office or whatever. The, the However it works in England in the 1800s yeah. um, is that he could pass bills to give women more rights, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, which I'm sure was relevant. I'm sure it's more historically accurate than I am aware. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. It's kind of nice to see... Feminism yes. presented in like historical a historical context. context and making it relevant at the same time. I mean, okay. not that it's not relevant, but like yeah. it felt current without being current in a historical setting. You know, no, I agree. It, it didn't feel like because we criticize a lot of the modern feminism in movies mm -hmm. as being annoying. It's and, poorly done. Um, just yeah, like. Summarize it faster without getting into the issue, but we criticize a lot of it because it's just too over the top. Yes, um, this didn't feel like that. Mm -mm. Like this is clearly issues that are going on that we know have happened. Like mm -hmm. we know that this all was an issue, mm -hmm. and they're right in the time period in the middle when they were dealing with sorting with that. Mm -hmm. So it is part of the plot. It is something they talk about. But Anola's not all movie long being like. I'm not a woman. Yeah, no, you know, not at or all. Or anything like that. Not like, at all. Nothing, you know. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't even really bother. Maybe she'll make a sassy quip once or twice, but like she doesn't bother fighting about it. Mm -mm. It's like obviously that's stupid. She you knows know? her worth. Like that's just the, the point. Like obviously that's dumb. Yep. Okay. Why well, are we doing this? yeah, and like in the beginning of the second movie, when we we set up the scene with her. Um, she's opened her own detective agency. Oh, yes. And it's not, it's not doing well. Um, like, within the first five minutes, it's been closed. Um, but she's trying to make her name as a detective, and anytime she meets with p potential clients, they're all like, but you're a girl. Yeah. And, you know, on top of that, she's very young, mm -hmm. so they're not only looking down on her because she's a woman, but because she's a child, yeah. basically. Um, and there is a line in there where she's like, or one of the potential clients is like, but you're, you're a girl or something. And she's like, I am. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Like, that's it. She doesn't go off on a right <clears throat> Miss um, Captain Marvel feminist race. Right, right. Well, and that's just it. It's not super preachy. And nope. like, um, all of those conversations ultimately ended up with like, oh, we'd rather have Sherlock. And it kind of mm -hmm. turned more into like, a, oh, they want my brother more than mm. me. I have to make my own name a little mm -hmm. bit more than just being the feminism. Right. Like that's obviously part of it because it's part of the society. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It never felt super heavy-handed to me, even though the plot for the second one did deal with some of those issues a little bit more mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Um, so the second movie, that's where it opens. And we get into... Um, as her detective agency closes, a young girl comes to her and says, my, my sister's missing, mm -hmm. and will you help me find her? And so Enola kind of 
goes down the trail of figuring out what this is all about and yes another thing that makes her not obnoxious is like she never like tries to not be a woman in those ways oh like, absolutely I don't, know, I don't know how to like express that within like she cries with the people yeah. who are hurting that she helps yeah. and like they show that and they show that as like a good thing mm-hmm. in kind of what makes her different from Sherlock a little bit is she's a little more willing to be in touch with her emotions yes and like she cares about the people that she's helping mm-hmm. like she goes and helps Bessie yeah she wants to make a name for herself but she's going because she can't say no well that's just it she like right away she's like oh no we'll, we'll figure out how you pay me later yeah. she's just not going to take any money for it right. um she just wants to help this girl find her sister mm-hmm. um and as she digs into this, she goes to the factory, the matchstick factory, where these girls work, and she starts to uncover this kind of, I don't even know what the words would be, um, plot to cover up the mysterious disappearance of a bunch of girls who have died mm-hmm. because of poor working conditions. Yeah, they're all getting typhus. Well, that's what they're calling it. Yeah. I don't know if that's actually what's no. happening. They're calling it typhus, and they're saying, oh, typhus kills. Yeah. But it actually has to do with the phosphorus that they're using on the matchsticks. Yeah, and we kind of slowly unravel that throughout mm-hmm. the, the, the show. In the typical Sherlockian ways of, you know, tiny, minute details. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so we're realizing that these girls are disappearing because they're of low social status and no one's going to miss them. Yeah. Um, so we also have this kind of subplot because Sherlock's a bigger part in this movie. Yes. Um, That's kind of nice. Yeah. And he is working on his own case that is getting the better of him. I don't remember what that was exactly except for money was disappearing and he was trying to track it down. Yeah. Um, I can't remember if there's murders or just money, but like there were all these different like places and crimes that like he had like coordinates or like mm-hmm. things up behind it each scene he just like he couldn't crack the case mm-hmm. he couldn't crack it so that's been looming over him and along that route he uncovers the name Moriarty yes um this I guess is quite a bit later but I don't know if it was I mean it was yeah. it wasn't right away but it might have been like halfway oh yeah because yeah. we hear that name yeah and it doesn't mean anything to him. Apparently, that's a new name yeah. to Sherlock. I was excited because he was like, "Oh, Moriarty yeah. in this one. That's right. cool." Um, and so Anola uh, starts getting into dangerous waters, but she goes to the showroom next, right, or the theater to try to find the sister. Yes, because the sister had a night job mm-hmm. as like a performer. Showroom. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and she's kind of tracking this one girl who I think lives in the same house as yeah, the Bessie the girl. Kind of um, but she also works at the show hall, dance hall thing. And ultimately, she dies. Well, the whole time she's very much like trying to get Enola to not... Don't dig into it. Case. She knows more than she's saying. Yeah, and she's at the matchstick factory, and she's at the house, and she's just like, no, no, no. And then she's at the showroom place, and she like threatens her, basically, mm-hmm. like, and Enola finds a letter or a note written by the sister. Well, the sister. What's her name? What's the sister's name? The missing girl. Sarah. Sarah? Sarah Chapman. That's oh, so boring. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
written by her lover to her and uncovers like a house, an address. So she goes there and the girl who threatened her has been killed or dies as she walks in. And the police show up and they, they're trying to say Enola did it. Um, is that when she goes to prison, or is it well, like... No, it's later. No, because Lestrade shows up, and he knows the Holmes is, so he's not, like, quick to be like, I know you did it, Enola. Yeah. But then this other guy, Remus Lupin, we will call him. <laughs> is it Gail? It's something with a G. Um, he is played by Remus Lupin. He's awful, and he's a different cop who's, like, he and Sherlock have Bad cop. beef. They have beef. And so he's all like, oh, 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 look at you with the blood on your hands, and... You know, you have evidence, and she doesn't want to give him her evidence because she's trying to solve this case. And he's trying to arrest her, being at the scene of the crime. And instead of giving the evidence over, she runs away. That's right. She Grail. Attacks him and, what? Grail is his name. Grail. It's <laughs> his last name, I'm sure. Um, so she ultimately goes to the ball. I don't know if that's what happened next. Well, Sherlock finds her, and he hides her from Grail. And he's like, what are you doing? you got to be careful. You should stay here. And she's like, okay. And then she <laughs> does not stay. Why would she do that? <laughs> exactly. Um, there's also, like, quips throughout here. Like, she stumbles upon Sherlock drunk in the street, oh, takes yeah, yeah. him home. Um, she critiques his messy apartment. She tells him that he needs a mother, basically. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> says, have you considered a flatmate? Because your life is falling apart. Um, he's like, you're in something dangerous. Oh, and then he starts to try to, like, solve her case a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mostly try to prove her innocent while he's still working on his case that he can't solve. Mm-hmm. And I think he's starting to put things together, like, maybe they're intersecting. These are connected cases. Yeah. Um, he doesn't tell her. May was the girl who died. Yes, and she right. found the sheet music on May, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so Enola deduces that Sarah's lover will be at the ball, mm-hmm. and Sarah's lover. Do we know that it's the son of the matchstick I think guy? We do at this point. So the the um. The Lion family owns the matchstick company. I think they're Lion Matches or whatever. Um, and he's the heir, the lover. Um, and um, he's going to be there so she can talk to him. Uh, she meets Sicily at the ball. Yes. Um, and Mi- Mi- Mira Troy? Myra? Yes. Mira Troy? Mira. Uh, who is the secretary to Treasury Minister Lord Charles McIntyre. Yeah, we see her briefly at, like, the Matchstick Factory. And she's, I mean, the the Treasury Minister Lord is in yeah, those scenes as well. cahoots with the Matchstick they company are. owner. Yeah. Um, because they're big money people, I guess. Um, so... Well, Tewksbury's there. Tewksbury's at the ball. She's trying to get to talk to William because she's trying to... Sarah. Yes, but that's not allowed. Yeah, she needs a chaperone. And he's also very hesitant. Mm-hmm. 
and um she gets some advice from that when you're a person she does get a little advice from that from the lady and then she meets up with Tewksbury and has a dance lesson it's a very sweet moment I thought the moment of her advice with that lady was really sweet too I was like oh that's so nice mm-hmm. a little like mentor moment mm-hmm. you know like and then, yeah, she I also feel story. like, I don't remember exactly what was said in that moment, but they could have made that very uh, preachy and girl powery. Yeah. And they didn't. No. It was more of a, like, encouragement of coming to, of age. Yes. Woman. You know, it was more of a, like, it's not, it's okay that you're a little different. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll fit in. You'll learn the ropes. You sure. know, almost like big sisterly a sure. little bit more than anything. Um, so... She meets up with Tewksbury and asks for a dance lesson because she's hoping that she can dance with William to question him. Um, so they bond. This is romantic. It's quite romantic for children. he's got such a crush on her. Yes. He, she's got such a crush on him. They like each other very, very much. <laughs> but she's really awkward about it. Yep. She's not comfortable with her feelings mm-hmm. And like he's any better. <laughs> no, I mean, I think he's probably more willing to pursue it than she is at that moment. Yeah. But... So then she gets a quick dance lesson. Yep. And then she's arrested by Grail at the ball. She talks to William first, though. She gets to dance with him. Okay. And he's like, stop it, because she's basically accusing him. She's like, what do you know about Sarah? I know blah, 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 blah. And he's like, not here. Not here. Like, I'll meet you at midnight. They're watching, I think he yeah, says. Yeah, they're watching. And like, oh, that's right. I'll meet you at midnight. Also seal the Sicilia girl. Sicily. Sicily, yeah. Like, she wants to talk to Tewksbury. Mm, that's right. And Noel's kind of jealous about that, which is funny. Because uh, Cicely is quite pretty. She's beautifully. Very classy. And, um, anyway, Nola does go to the library to meet Willem before she's arrested. Okay. Tewksbury's there. She's afraid Tewksbury's going to scare him off, and Tewksbury's like, why are you being so weird? Because Nola won't tell him anything about what she's doing. Mm. And Willem comes in, but they can't really have any discussions because cops show up because they've been looking for her and they got a warrant for her arrest because she attacked them and ran away. So then she gets dragged out of the ball and everyone's like, we knew it. She didn't even have a chaperone. (laughs) This animal. Dressed from last season. (laughs) And uh, so she gets locked up. Yeah. Um, And um Well, yes. Sherlock tries to get her out of well, prison. Or he tries to get her bail for her in Grail's like, Well, he's framing, or someone is framing her at that point. Yeah. They bring up fingerprints, which is a new phenomenon, and yeah. Sherlock doesn't have anything to dispute that evidence, so yeah. he has to leave. I think he technically sent the word or talked to Edith or whatever, so Edith gets in contact with uh, their mother, Eudoria. Does she have a name? <laughs> She does. We have Eudoria, Edith, and Enola. Okay, yeah. Um, and those two ladies break Enola out of prison. That's a great moment. Yes. Whole, this whole, whole stretch of time. Yep. Great. It's very exciting. I it mean, is. there's like a carriage chase. Mm-hmm. There's They're throwing explosives around. Yeah. Like grenades. Think like, of like the Robert Downey Jr. We can talk about this later. That level of Sherlock Holmes action film. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. Um, so they escape, because I think, like, they overturn the carriage, and then they have to fight the policemen, yes. but they take them down. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that was very exciting because they got like they're trying to catch them and they get waved and they try to catch them again. I don't know where she goes from there. Well, they get away and they beat up the guards. Mm-hmm. And then her mom basically tells her like, "You don't have to be alone." She was like, "You do very well on your own, but you'd be magnificent." Mm-hmm. Kind of like let mm-hmm. other people into your life. Which we did she have. Kind of, I was, was very cute. That whole scene reminded at the beginning of the first movie when I read the summary. Um, she opens that story, which maybe the book starts that way, as saying that Enola, spelled backwards, is alone. Aww. And so then we're kind of coming full circle at this point in the movie, the second movie, where yeah. she's like, "You don't have to be alone." Yeah. Well, and she was like, yeah, sometimes where I raised you too independent. Yes. She, like, sees how her sons are. Like, mm-hmm. She mentions that, like, oh, Sherlock, you know? And, like, I don't know if there's hope for him, but... <laughs> there might be for you. You can do better, no? <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> that was a very sweet moment, though. Mm-hmm. And, um, so she kind of leaves Edith and her mom to go... And her mom gave her some advice on the case, too. Like, just kind of general, like, hey, pull, you know, look into that. That's weird, right. you know? And um, she kind of goes with some new ideas and renewed sense of encouragement, I guess, mm-hmm. to keep solving the case. This says that while visiting Tewksbury, Enola realizes that Sarah is Sicily. I don't remember why she, yeah. where she was going to see I think she was Tewksbury? maybe just going to his house to talk to him. I think it was his home that she went to. That Okay, that that's right. That was the plant room, because he's a plant boy. I think she was just well, she, before she got arrested, too, she gave him the evidence. Okay, She, like, yeah. tucked it in his pocket and was like, keep this safe. So mm-hmm. I think she was going to get that sure. and just talk to him. Okay. And, um... Was that the same part where Cicely came to talk yes, to him? Yes, Okay. So she's hiding in the conservatory. And, and then after Cicely leaves, she realizes... Enola realizes that she is Sarah. Yeah, it takes her a little bit with him talking about it Mm -hmm. because she's kind of jealous. And then she realizes she's Sarah. She's like, I have to go get her. And he's like, where are you going? And then they basically spill the beans that they both, like, love each other. Mm -hmm. That was very cute. It was very cute. Um, So Enola uncovers this whole plot that Sarah and May, the dead girl, Mm -hmm. and William, the matchstick inheritance son um were aware aware of this whole plot that white phosphorus was killing the workers and they wanted to expose it so they're trying to expose it to make the matches was what was killing these girls not typhus going around Mm -hmm. or whatever yes i know typhoid fever is that different i think it's different yep um so they, Tewksbury and Enola go to the factory. Um, they Sherlock, meet up with Sherlock because yeah, he's goes there. With them at some point. Um, and then they find William, and he's dead. Poor William. And it's sad. Um, so the three, meaning Sherlock, Enola, and Tewksbury, uh, deduce that Lord McIntyre struck a deal with William's father to yeah. use cheap phosphorus to increase profit. Sherlock, though, before they like when they're at the William room. He gets there, I think, because he was led there. And he kind of tells Enola at some point that, like, our cases are connected. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, they talk to the Remus Lupin evil man. Grail. Too. Yeah, I think. Um, I don't know if they do there, because I think at... I thought they came in to see the dead body. 
But I could be wrong. Yeah. Maybe that was Lestrade. I don't remember now. This doesn't say. They realize that the sheet music that you were so mad about is a map of the... I was mad about it because they never spelled out the notes. So I'm like, that's, that's what you do right away. Like, they literally have notes that are the alphabet. Maybe there's words, and they never even looked at them. <laughs> it was actually a map of the theater, or the performance hall, yeah. where um, Sarah and May were working as showgirls. Mm-hmm. So that uncovered where they had hidden the evidence. Yeah, like what was ripped out of the ledger. Mm-hmm. All the dead girls' names, probably. Yeah. And then Sarah was there when they got there, too. Mm-hmm. She was waiting for, yeah. I don't know, William, maybe? <laughs> yes, because that's when they tell her that William is dead. Um, and Sarah had wanted to use Tewksbury to help expose the McIntyre guy. Um, and then Grail and the police arrive and they fight. Yeah. Well, basically, William was like, we're not going to expose it because no one's going to listen to us unless someone's yes. more influential. Which would up. be Tewksbury. To keep you safe, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the Grail jerks show up. And it's a long fight sequence. Sherlock gets shot. And no one gets slammed in the face with a theater pulley hook thing. Like, up in the air on yeah. the pulley system. Very violent. Tewksbury's fencing and getting... Crap he is He's indeed. He's just a fancy boy. Yep. And there's something else that happened in that scene. Not yet. They're still fighting. They kill Grail. I don't remember if that's right then. She like kicks him off. He falls. Yeah, and then. Um, Lord McIntyre arrives with Lestrade. He burns the evidence. Yeah. And all is lost. All is lost. Tries to arrest Sarah. Uh, Sherlock and Enola deduce that Mira Troy is actually Moriarty and she's been working under Lord McIntyre. Yeah, so she was kind of the string pull. She was pulling Sherlock along and uncovering all of this. Yeah. So, like, is she a villain? Bro. Is she not a that villain? That was the best reveal. Moriarty. I didn't see that co- Did you see that coming? No. I don't, I don't know. I almost feel like I did. I didn't see it coming at all. I was like, look at this nice lady, Mira. I really like her. And then she comes out and, whoa, that actress did a great job. Mm-hmm. Like, she wasn't in this a lot. No. And, like, she came out as Moriarty, and I'm like, oh, she's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I kind of really like her. And, yeah. like, what a fun little twist to, like, have no one see it coming. Like, Moriarty is a woman, you mm-hmm. know? And, like... I don't know, she was talking with Sherlock, and I'm like, oh, I want to see more of this dynamic. Yeah. This looks great. And mm-hmm. she was so captivating when she was doing her little villain monologue, and basically just like, I am smarter than all of you, and I have no power, so now I'm going to just play you all like yeah. puppets, and I'm smarter than Sherlock Holmes. Ha, 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 ha. And I, I think they arrest her, but you find mm-hmm. out she breaks out like a week later because she's just mm-hmm. smart as heck. Mm-hmm. This is Moriarty. His arch nemesis. Of course. This does say that she is responsible for the blackmail and murder. So that must have been what Sherlock was investigating. Mm-hmm. It was more than just money disappearing. Mm-hmm. Um, Not that she was trying to kill the matchstick girls. I don't think that was ever No. her. No. Not that she, she cared about them necessarily. No. She was just had other priorities. Mm-hmm. Um... So, Sarah, Bessie, and Enola inform the factory's match girls of events and convince them to strike. Um, so, they storm out of the factory mm-hmm. after some 
hesitation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's very much a newsy scene. You know? Yes. Like, we're gonna unionize. Exactly. Stick it to the man! Um, I think Tewksbury is responsible for helping uh, get McIntyre arrested and Moriarty escapes. And then Enola sets up a new office at Edith's shop. Yeah, and it's very sweet because Shula comes and talks to her and is basically like... Do you want to be partners? Yeah, and she's like, uh, no, uh, but then like they're kind of nice and she's like, he basically asks her to like spend time with Yeah, him. he's like, will you be my friend then? Yeah. <laughs> Please? And she was like, okay, and then she's like, at, at the end, she's like, no, here, I got you a friend. <laughs> yes! So she tells him, I'm going to come around Thursdays at 4 o'clock. Exactly. And he's like, okay. So he's waiting for her to show up at Thursday at 4 o'clock. And then there's a knock on the door. And it is like the second most precious John Watson you've ever seen in your second. life. Second. Second. <laughs> oh, I fell second. in love with him instantly. Are we ranking like, them? Are we ranking like, them? Because he's the second most precious. Perfect. This is perfect. I love him already. I love him even better. I love him. <laughs> he was instantly precious. I was like, oh my gosh. gosh. They need to make another movie just so I can see. Yes, that I agree. Dynamic. I felt a little bit jilted. I didn't is that know the I word? Like, <laughs> he opened the door and I was like, wait, where's this movie? <laughs> yeah, what John Watson? Uh, said, it's just so fun to have them not be the main characters and yet be in the story. Like, that's such mm-hmm. a fun dynamic. Yeah. Well, we've seen their story. Yeah, we so many times. So many times. And, like, honestly, like, if they don't do another movie, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. That's fine. These are both great movies. Um, great movies. We can get more into the details of the second one if you want. That was just the plot. Oh, sure. Um, as I said, I feel like the plot for that one is much more... Like a mystery. Yeah. Mystery heavy. And, like, it's it's a full mystery because the first one, she does not investigate a full mystery. She's just kind of trying to find her mom. Yeah, right. Um, and this one, she takes a case, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, I don't know, I just felt like it was... All of it was really exciting. It was. It was captivating. Was mm-hmm. You were trying to figure out what was going to happen next. You weren't totally lost. There were things I missed, but it wasn't like... Same. I didn't feel frustrated mm-hmm. watching this yeah. movie. And sometimes that happens to me with this job. Yeah. Because, well, you know. <laughs> sometimes they can really get out there with their connections, and you're like, wait, who? Was I supposed to see that coming? Yeah. Because I didn't. And this know? felt very... Like, you could follow it. Yeah. Um, but it still took you for a ride. There were still surprises. And... Um, I felt like there were more side characters with, yeah. like, Bess and May and then eventually Sarah and, um... Well, and even, like, Sherlock and, yeah, like, Mycroft Mycro- wasn't in it, but Sherlock and his mom and Edith, like, they felt like... Bigger parts. Bigger presences mm-hmm. in it a little bit, mm-hmm. you know? Well, they kind of, I mean, not Eudora so much, uh, but Sherlock had his own arc, mm-hmm. um... And Eudora was in it more. Like, I think she was only in the scene at the end and some flashbacks. She had her mentor moment. She yes. She was the person yeah. giving hope. You mm-hmm. know, that, that character type. But, like... Yes. It was nice that she had that, because I didn't really feel like she had that in the first movie. She was mostly... In and out. <laughs> mystery. Yes. Yeah, like, we saw her in flashbacks. Yes. So. Yeah. She was kind of the manic pixie dream girl. Yeah, yeah. Um, I... Yeah, and the... the I don't remember how much of the talking to the audience happened in the first one. 
I think probably a similar level. I felt like I really enjoyed that in the second one. I did too. I don't know if it was any different necessarily. There wasn't, I don't know that there wasn't tons of like complete stopping looking at the camera. Like it was more like <coughs> fluid. And maybe it was that fluid in the first movie. I don't remember that it was. I, I wonder if that has something to do with that show flea bag. That I haven't seen, but I, I think they—that's like one of the main things they do in that show. Oh. It kind of felt like you were in the room, and it was just like she was like your friend that was yeah. like looking at you, and she'd she just kind of make eye contact with the camera yeah. without saying anything yeah. and make a face. That was and most of it. Yeah, I felt like. it was great. It was so fun. Was I really so enjoyed that element of it. it. Really keeps her as the narrator, which I'm guessing is probably how the books are written. Probably, you know, yeah. like to have those moments of narration mm-hmm. just with her engaging with you is very cute and fun. Mm-hmm. I did like the delving deeper into Sherlock mm-hmm. and um, like seeing his crazy eclectic flat yes. and um, getting more of a taste of his character. I love Lestrade trying so hard to be his friend. Like, Lestrade's pretty precious. I'm pretty sure Lestrade has been a jerk in multiple Sherlock things. Okay. That, or at least like they don't they're not friends at first and then they become like begrudging. Well I'm partners. sure they're kind of against each other yeah, because he's a detective private right. eye and they're the police they're but like, stepping on each other's toes at the same it was very cute take to see him start off as like kind of a fanboy <laughs> yeah <laughs> a little bit of a fanboy like yeah. oh it's Sherlock Holmes <laughs> it's pretty cute <laughs> I love it I like the Tewksbury and Enola romance I do I, I have I don't know is it me being old or is the romance for young people written better now? Because I feel... It depends on the thing. It depends on the thing, but I just... I don't know if I saw this movie when I was 15, mm-hmm. how I would feel about it. I don't know. I feel like there are certain... A lot of movies... Maybe I was just watching the wrong ones. A lot <clears> of movies that were like, oh, kids' romances when we were growing up. Yeah. Like, there's an element where it's like... Maybe it's not true, but it's how the girl perceives it, where it's like the boy's a jerk to her. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like even Anne of Green Gables is that way. Kind well, of, yeah. You know? And that's the closest thing I could compare it to mm-hmm. in my mind. Like, that's what leaps to my head. Sure. And it's like, they still started off with her calling her carrots and pulling her braids. Yes. You know? And, yeah, that was a stupid mistake, but, like, that's still how we're starting off. Yes. Whereas, I don't remember the first movie very well, and I think there was a little bit of, like, who are you, you know, in mm-hmm. the beginning, but, like, he's just sweet to her. Mm-hmm. He's just, like, sweet to her the whole time. Yeah. And that shouldn't be a... Deal breaker. So so out there. <laughs> yeah. My boyfriend's nice to me? A concept. Um, yeah, so I like them. Mm-hmm. I think they're very cute, very likable, very, very fun to watch. They're both awkward little beans, too. They're which funny. Kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> very and sweet. I would think accurate for teenagers. Probably, yeah. Um, just very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the. I mean, I liked the mystery. I liked how the son of the company owner was trying to uncover this and um, expose his dad's gross plot to greed. Yeah. Uh, With his girlfriend, who was the most beautiful woman I've ever seen in my life. Real gorgeous. Not the most beautiful woman, but she was absolutely. She's gorgeous. Well, and, like, we first see her with the blonde wig, and she's beautiful. And yeah. then she's actually a redhead, and yeah. just beautiful. Gorgeous. 
And her little sister, who was not so her cute. biological sister, was very cute. Oh, so adorable. I love that they did the story of the Matchstick Girls, and like mm-hmm. they said that was a, a true thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, like one of the first unions, or woman-led unions mm-hmm. or something in England sure. to improve working condition for these girls, mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's really cool. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, I mean, I'm sure... That's true. I don't know how if there's anything beyond oh, that. Probably not. It's but probably just the setting. What but. a fun way to learn about it a yeah. little bit. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's a very fun story told within a true story. Um, it kind of reminded me of. I don't know. I feel like it's the alienist for kids. Like, <laughs> I feel like everything I liked about that mm-hmm. show is present in these movies, mm-hmm. but it's much more innocent and less gross sure. and all that. Like, it's not an adult only show mm-hmm. like that is, but it's like similar vibes where it's really fun characters the and really fun, and there's like a historical element in the setting which makes it fun as well. Is in New York. Yes, it is. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, there's all of this like aesthetic that goes into this, which is just the time period. Yeah. Um, that also reminds me of. Uh, Shadow and Bone. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah, the top hats and the cobblestone street. And we, everybody's got a walking stick, like, where's <laughs> yeah. Kaz Brecker? Exactly. <laughs> um, yes, very, it's a fun, fun vibes, that's what I liked about Sherlock's flat, Yeah. is you're fully immersed in the time period and the eccentric nature of Sherlock Holmes. Um, I feel like that is number one, just the aesthetic, Yeah. what people are drawn to. Like, they like the yeah. mystery element, but it's the aesthetic. It's the aesthetic. Yeah, I think that's true, and I think this is such a fun way to experience that with such a new twist. Like, it's and not, not so in stuffy. A, it's not pretentious. It's not so stuffy, and it's not the same story again and again and again. Right. But you're still, like, in that world, and yet yep. it's fun. Like, I don't know, this is... <sighs> so much of what we enjoy today is fan fiction. Yes. And it, I think that's really kind of awesome. I don't know. Maybe it's just like growing up writing fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, that's not real writing. And it's like, this is ha so ha, much it is. of everything that's being <coughs> produced. Yep. So like by all units that you would measure success mm-hmm. in business, yeah. this is real writing. Yeah. Like, I know Holmes' fan fiction that got published ages ago. Yep. It's Most a whole book series. are fan fiction. Yep. And even if it's not straight up fan fiction, everything's inspired by something else. Yep. Like all classic literature is inspired by classic literature that came before it. Yep. Like it's just it's so fun and it's so fun to see something like this being made into a movie and just going like, This is such a fun take on this original source that mm-hmm. we can all enjoy now. Yep. Like we might never get another Anoah Holmes movie. And it's not about Sherlock, but I really want to see this version of John Watson and this version of Moriarty and this mm-hmm. version of Sherlock all interact together. Yes. I really want to see it. Yep. Like, yeah. I haven't felt that way in a long time. I felt very burned out on Sherlock yes. because we had so much of it in the, what, 2010s or whatever? Yes. Like, we had so much of it. It was so popular. And watching this movie is like, oh my gosh. I want to see more of mm-hmm. this. I want to see John and Moriarty and everybody. Yep. Like, this is such a fresh little take on mm-hmm. it. Indeed. Ugh. Indeed. Very enjoyable. Ugh. Do you have anything else to say about the movie? Not yet. I mean, we'll probably come up with more. Yeah. 
watch ask. them. They're good. Yes, they're good. Tell Netflix you love them and want a third. Yes, please and <laughs> thank your you. Views because we want to see more. Uh, so I was going to ask you, have you read any Sherlock Holmes books? Yes. Which ones? Um, just one. I just read one as well. <laughs> um, the same one. A study in scarlet. Oh, really? I think I pr- I remember the word scarlet. Okay, that's probably what it is then. I read the Hound of Baskervilles because it had a hound, and mm-hmm. I was kind of disappointed because so much of the book is just a letter written by letters written to John from Sherlock. Oh, how romantic! <laughs> just like telling him what's going on. I'm like, yeah. Oh my gosh, this whole book is just telling, not showing uh, these letters. That's not great. And um, I. I remember yeah. liking the end okay because sure. they finally were both there together and mm-hmm. like it got a little more exciting. So, but I feel like that probably wasn't the best Sherlock. Probably not. I don't think that's what happened in the book that I read. If it was a study in Scarlet or not, I'm not certain. I also might be exaggerating by how much of the letters it was. I just know it was right at the beginning. It was really hard to get into. It. Sure, not a great start. <laughs> no. Um, I don't remember anything that happens except for we got like halfway through the book and then suddenly it was a new book with all different characters we were in a different country different things were happening and i was so lost and then i finally got to the end and it realized that we had picked up and told this story the second story because in the first story sherlock had found a button and the way that the button got to the crime scene or whatever was the second half of the book. That's my memory. It's been a long time. Um, I also... It's kind of an inside-out story. Yeah, well, I thought it was... I remember when I realized it. I was like, huh, was that actually really good? (laughs) (laughs) I should. um, Because... And I would like to read more because it's been a long time. I'm probably a better reader now than I was, you know, when I was 16 or whatever and I read that and was like, what is this? Um... (laughs) But that's it. That's my only limited experience yeah, with so the books. Everything we talk about, we uh, haven't really read the books. Nope. So I can't say. I, I have, however, seen the actual story of Sherlock Holmes told as the Great Mouse Detective um, for nice. my whole life. So I think I'm qualified to speak <laughs> on this. <laughs> I think we both agree the Great Mouse Detective is the best Sherlock Holmes movie yes. of all time. <laughs> and that John Watson character, that's not his name, um, is the most precious. I feel like I judge every version of Sherlock against that version. Oh, yeah. Sherlock, Absolutely. Basil is the best. <clears throat> A thousand Dawson percent. Dawson, yes. Dawson. He's the most precious. He's pretty sweet. He's the most precious. He beats out the man that we saw for 32 seconds on the screen last night. <laughs> yep. And he's the most precious John Watson. Oh, That movie is so good. It's so good. I don't even know where to start. Like, There's nowhere to start. If you haven't seen it, you're what are you you missed doing? out. What are you doing with your life? Fix it. Toby, Olivia Flaversham. And her father. Yeah. The little bat, little bat. Oh, he's I was going to say Batman. He's um, scary. He used to terrify. Oh, yeah. No, he's legitimately terrifying. scary. I don't even, I can't even do it. Terrifying. And, like, jump scares galore oh, with yeah. him. Oh, yeah. Yep just traumatizing. There's also, like, a really, like, sexy, like, showgirl mouse oh, dancing yeah. risque scene in that yep. movie. Um, interesting Is choice. she... 
No, she's not. No? Um. There is a male character that I really love that's perpetuated always in media, and I feel like Basil is Basil is that character. Basil. He's like the man, manic pixie dream girl, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, he probably has ADHD and yeah. it's just chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, who doesn't love that character mm-hmm. whenever it shows up? He's the best character. It's just great. Yep. Um, but, yeah. He's great. And did he or- originate with Basil? Maybe. <laughs> Basil did it first. <laughs> It's the best. I also love that there is that, like, subtle hint that this is a story of mice that live in the same apartment flat (laughs) as Sherlock Sherlock Holmes. Like, that's kind of like an ongoing thing (laughs) throughout the movie. It's the best. Eradicate is a great character. Also kind of scary. Yeah, I learned learned yesterday, you told me, you taught me that he is Moriarty. And I was like, you're wrong. (laughs) That's because he doesn't seem anything like the Moriarty character. No. On the show Sherlock. No. They're very different vibes. <laughs> he doesn't at all. So I was like, "Are you sure?" <laughs> also, a little, mo- a little mouse with the the pink soda hiccup bubbles. Ah, uh, yes. Such, a, such an iconic yep. moment. And the the robot. And the queen. The robot was scary. I watched this when I was very young. No. There were many scary parts in there. I thought the robot was scary too, like when its eyeballs pop out and stuff, yeah. and you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit much. Technically, like, bad is the worst. Though. Yes. Like the end fight scene with Basil and Radigan is good. And when they well. think it's Olivia in the bottle. And it's the bat. It turns around and it's the bat. So bad. This is the first jump scare we ever experienced in <laughs> oh. our life. Rattled me good, man. <laughs> I hated it. It was bad. But I loved it. So bad. We have so many drunk mice in that movie. I know. So many inebriated mice. Animated drunk mice. (laughs) So it's just a recurring theme. True drunkenness has just never looked as appealing as. It's true. And when Radigan turns into the like were rat on the clock tower, horrifying. All of it's horrifying. It's, it is like your two worst fears. Amazing. Yeah, rats and bats. This is the media I grew up on. Anyway, I yes, I if you're saying that that is the number one oh, yeah. retelling of 100%. Sherlock Holmes, I agree. One hundred percent. Yeah. And just nothing's going to come close. Well, and we can stop now. We're done. Yeah, but I liked both the other things that I can think to mention. I'm no, there's another one, <clears throat> which is also really good. Did you ever watch with me, Young Sherlock? No. The movie. I would compare it to Enola. Okay. It's just a little scarier, I would say. There are really kind of creepy elements to that movie. Like, I made Frank a movie to watch it, and we were all, like, adults, I think. Young adults. And I just remember them, like, like, talking through the whole beginning, especially with Mia, because, like, it starts and it's kind of scary. That's funny. No, I don't think I've ever seen it. It's about Sherlock and, like, John, and there's a girl character, too. Um... But they're kids. Okay. It's young Sherlock Holmes. So yeah. So they're, like, all at boarding school together. Sure. And they, like, are solving this mystery of these, like, this, like, culty academic crowd or okay. whatever. And it, it's kind of creepy. And there's, like, mummies and... Exciting. Secret society. And I would, I would, I would say it's probably, like, 
a cross between Indiana Jones and Sherlock Holmes. Doesn't that sound like a delight? It does. That's because it is. <laughs> I would watch it. And it's great. And I don't really, like, thinking back, I don't remember the characters enough to be like, oh, they're great versions of Sherlock or Watson or anything like that. I sure. just remember, like, really enjoying that movie. Mm-hmm. But I would say that it's maybe not as age-appropriate as Enola is for young viewers. Sure. Just because it's, not because it's inappropriate at all that I remember, just it's kind, kind of scary. Kind of scary. Yeah. It's kind of scary at certain parts, but it's really, really good. You could watch that. I didn't realize we no. hadn't watched that yet, because I think you'd really like that sure. movie. Um, Movie, it chime in if you remember watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Did it scar you? <laughs> Hilarious. I remember her, like, making all sorts of comments and noises because she was freaked out. It's funny. Um, oh, what else is there? So, BBC Sherlock series. Yes. With the one and only Benedict Cumberbatch and Martin Freeman. Not Morgan Freeman. <laughs> not Morgan Freeman. And Very different people. <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law in their two Sherlock movies. Yes. Do you have a preference? I feel weird comparing them. I do kind of feel weird comparing them. Because they're different genres, aren't they? Yes. Like, the Robert Downey Jr. ones are, like, action-adventure movies. They are, and they're also true to the time period, whereas Sherlock is a modern retelling. That's true. Um, I... Something in my heart tells me that, like, the Sherlock BBC show, though, is, like, truer to the characters... And I don't know why I feel that way, because it's not like I'm familiar with the books. Yeah. <laughs> Are well, they sure to the great mouse <laughs> Maybe. That could be, honestly. They the visual a little closer. They do. <laughs> um, Tall and skinny and small. Yeah. Tweed. Tweed. Small and tweed. <laughs> that is Martin Freeman, isn't it? Small and tweed. Um, well, the show definitely has more time to develop the characters, so that might be the majority of what you're thinking of. I don't remember finishing that show. It didn't finish. It didn't at all? I mean, it had two seasons, and it was obviously supposed to have more. There's four listed online. Seasons? Yes. That have finished filming? I think so. Why would it call them seasons? seasons? Well, okay, but it's it's BBC, so maybe they're like half seasons, like hmm. six episodes, six episodes, six episodes. Maybe six episodes. I mean There's this specials in the middle. Season four is four episodes, yeah, three episodes. Yeah, One, two, three. There's an episode zero, whatever that means. <laughs> but I don't know if I saw all of this either, because I know I saw the first couple seasons, and then it got weird. Yes. Then you saw it all. All of it? Really? That That's was... the last episode. I'm pretty positive. Unless y'all have made more and not told me. I thought there was I more. I have been off of Tumblr for a long time. I thought there was more past that, but it's been a hundred years. I, I remember loving the scene where Watson talks to Sherlock's grave. Oh, gosh. Okay, yes. No, that was so sad. It was so sad, and it was so 
deep. I'm going to expose my little sister here. Abby does not cry in front of people. Okay, yeah. She doesn't watch shows. She doesn't watch movies. She does not cry. And um, I feel like that's a freaking lie. Because every time I hear a story about Abby, it's about how hard she cried at something. Well, it's because she bottles it all up. She's like, I don't have emotion. And then we watched that episode of Sherlock. And then we went to the theater and watched Endgame. Endgame <laughs> and she bawled. Yeah, well, that's what happened with Sherlock. Like, I was sitting on the bed watching it with her, and she just got, like, really quiet, and then she just, like, lost it. She was wow. just sobbing. Like, we had to watch, like, a sitcom afterwards. Amazing. To calm down. It's, it was so good. It like, was. painful. But in a, not even in a good way, but, like, in a good way. <laughs> They're very good actors. So, yes. So, like, Martin Freeman is a really good actor, and yeah. you believe him. Like mm-hmm. Lucy, the little tweed man, you're like, I don't want you to be hurt. And yes. he's hurting so And he's much. so sad. I know. And it's so good. Um, I thought there was more after that, but I might be conflating. Maybe there is. I just remember it got weird because there was a woman. Oh, yeah, there's a woman. And I don't know who she was, but she... That's well, a, that's like her thing. She's like the sexy woman. Yeah, you know, and I I feel like after that it got weird. Maybe. But maybe that yeah, was maybe before that he died. After the death, I just I don't guess remember it. We gotta watch it all. I guess we do. I don't think there's that many episodes, honestly. There's that. Um, there's the cute doctor lady. I don't remember. I remember nothing else except for the the crying over the grave. Okay. And Strahd was in that, and Molly, and then... We had Minecraft. Moriarty. And Moriarty. Of course. Mm-hmm. It got a little convoluted at the end. I don't yeah. remember, but that could just be me not keeping up, because we've established another Ravenclaw, and <laughs> I struggled. Plot, who is she? <laughs> I struggled to pay attention to some of these yeah. twisty things. Right. Um, but... I really thought they did an iconic job with those characters, and I think when you say Sherlock, you picture Benedict Cumberbatch now. Yeah. I think he did that for that character, mm-hmm. where he, like, owns it, kind of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'll give him that. Same with Martin Freeman. Like, yeah. You say Sherlock Holmes and Watson, their faces come to mm-hmm. you. Like, I don't think Robert Downey Jr.'s face comes to your mind, really. Yeah, no. Like, if I was to read the books, I think my brain would just be picturing Benedict Cumberbatch. Right. I mean, he is actually British, too. Yes. That always adds a little bit. Um, I really enjoyed the Robert Downey Jr. movies. I did, too. I did, too. I remember thinking when he was cast, like, ugh, I don't like this. This is not right. Iron Man? Like, no. And it, was, it did come at a weird time. Yeah, and... Like, those other shows, the show was going on, mm-hmm. maybe not, like, at the same, at some point, the filming was, like, overlapping for those things, and, um, I just remember thinking, like, this isn't gonna be good, but it was really fun, like, yeah, the best I could compare it to, I think, would be, like, it wasn't as funny as, like, the Shanghai Noon movies, but it felt a little bit more of that time period of, like, fun action adventure Mm-hmm. movies that are very stylized because mm-hmm. it's the time period you know? yeah but also not in like an ick way no not in like the wild west <laughs> yeah because i do feel like sometimes i don't know because they weren't actually from the 2000s it was 2010s or something i think 
that these came out. But. And there's supposed to be a third one. But there are? Mm-hmm. All the Sherlock stuff is like super delayed and super light. I don't know why. Like, I think they're like careers took off yeah and they just kind of went like we'll do more at some point sure like that the when show things slow that, down the, the yeah. show did that and i think the movies did that too like no one wants to write off being sherlock mm-hmm. and it's that's like, fair. you could always do stories where sherlock's older right. so why not back burger sherlock <laughs> you better watch out henry cow's just gonna come right in here and it's true steal your sherlock it's true. He's, I mean, he seems like a young Sherlock at this point. So, um, the first Sherlock Holmes movie came out before the show. Interesting. 2009, and the show started in 2010. See, this is where it's weird. It's like, it is weird. These things happen all the time where they're like, oh, suddenly we're all doing the same thing. Yeah. We're going to have three Pinocchio movies in one <laughs> Three? Weren't there like seven? <laughs> there were so many. I don't want to see any of them. So dumb. Oh. So I don't remember what happened in each of those movies, but I remember liking them. I, I remember too. thinking they were funny. Yeah. I remember them being like kind of a iconic lines. Oh, iconic lines, but also just like a wholesome action adventure comedy yes. mystery. Mm-hmm. I I don't know that they're friendly, family friendly, but they were like exciting At and least young teenagers. <laughs> and stylized, but not in a, like, pretentious way no. where, like, you know, you have to only drink artisan beer to like. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> I know what you're saying. And, like, yeah, very accessible and mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Like, they weren't downers either. No. They were pretty uplifting. And I remember feeling, like, like some of that sadness when that Martin... Pre- like, there's a moment in those movies, too, I think, where you think Sherlock is dead. Okay. And I remember thinking he did that well. Like, mm-hmm. that was sad. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't remember Moriarty. Was Moriarty a woman in that one, too? Maybe. I don't remember. Maybe the Enola stuff is not as groundbreaking as I thought. Um, no, this is a man. Okay. I know there is a woman in there, though. Like, a, a sexy woman. Probably the sexy woman character. That's the same one in the... Mary Morstan? That's the character name. I don't know who that is. But. Um, but that's where the iconic line that is like, I don't trust horses. They have sneaky feet. I say it all the time. You do say it all the time. What do I say all the time? Canyon hates horses. <laughs> I, I quote the ah, putrefaction. <laughs> is that from Sherlock? Yes. They like walk in the house and there's some type of body. I don't know that yeah. it's a human body. It might be just an animal. But every time I smell roadkill. <laughs> That's what I quote. It's just good. Like, <coughs> Robert Downey Jr. does his Robert Downey Jr. He, very well. I felt like he played a pretty decent Sherlock. Well, I, mean, I you think about it, Iron Man and Sherlock aren't that different. They're both that's eccentric true. That's true. geniuses. True. And he plays that very well. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I, I would agree and say that I think Benedict played a better Sherlock. Yes. But I didn't dislike Robert Downey no. Jr.'s Sherlock. I agree. I agree. I really enjoyed both of them. I liked Jude Law as Watson okay, too. And I've seen many critiques, you know how I call me like that, as a little, like, the bad pixie dream mm-hmm. girl of men. Mm-hmm. That character. I've heard many critiques online saying that the manic pixie dream girl is just an autistic girl yeah. through the male gaze, thinking it's all about him. Sure. So, yeah. I think... 
sure uh, Benedict brought that aspect to Sherlock. I'm not yes. sure. I know there are a lot of articles talking about that. I don't know if it was ever confirmed that, like, that's how he played him, you know? Sure. Like, that level of genius that, you know, coincides usually with yeah. some kind of level of autism. Sure. A lot of people identified with it. Yeah. And he really kind of hit that side of him mm-hmm. more than I think Downey really did yeah. for that. <laughs> That's fair. That's an uh, action adventure mystery movie. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, it's supposed to be more lighthearted. Right. <laughs> yeah. Whereas you really see with Benedict's more of like the struggle side. Yeah, like this character is ruining his own life. And mm-hmm. It's not good for him. Right. Well, isn't that one of the main quotes where it's like, "I'm a sociopath, not a psychopath," or something? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas. Robert does have a little bit more of that, like, I just don't care attitude mm-hmm. to his Sherlock, whereas you don't, like, maybe Benedict has that a little bit, but it's almost more of a shield, you'd think, because mm-hmm. he's just awkward. Or that he's awkward. not even aware that he's yeah. presenting that way. Yeah. Or to him, yeah, everyone else is just stupid. Yes. He doesn't feel like he's <laughs> right, and he is always six pages ahead, so. Also the iconic line of, like, Oh no, I'm, I'm in shock. I and a blanket. blanket. <laughs> I'm in shock. I have a blanket. That's right. I forgot about that. Oh, uh, that's funny. I don't want to talk to the cops. <laughs> that's funny. Oh man, so good. Yeah. So, how are we ranking these then? We have the Great Mouse Detective. Top number one. Enola Holmes. Two or three. No. Two or three. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I would put both movies at number two for me. Yes. Oh, yeah. And all of them I'm not really separating the no. movies. Both of them. Yeah, just like the series in general. Mm-hmm. Then I would say mm-hmm. probably number two. Yeah, the wild card young Sherlock Holmes, though, sure. that I really like that you, you haven't seen yet. No. I don't I feel weird ranking that one against the other ones, though. It's so different. Mm-hmm. Well, I, that's kind of how I feel, too. Like, I don't, I don't really want to say that I like the movies, yeah. the Robert Downey Jr. movies, better than the show. But, like, if I was going to pick one to just watch, it would definitely be the movies. Sure, they're more fun. And, like, and less of a com- not that the show is a, a huge. That's what I remember, too. And it's been a long time, and I feel like you kind of have to delve in and be like, okay, I'm here to figure out these characters. Yeah. Whereas the Downey movies are just, like, a fun time. <laughs> Do they have, like, Watson's parents in that show, too? The, yeah, sh- the BBC? Parents? Or was it, was it, oh no, that was like the lady, his landlord lady. So say there was like an older character See, that I loved, and it was, it was Sherlock's landlord lady. I don't remember <laughs> any of these side characters you're, you're talking like about. dismissive. Well, like there's that little lady mouse too, like she must be a character in the books because she's in the Great Mouse Detective too. Oh yeah, yeah, And like he has like a landlord lady there who's like, does kind of care about him and he begrudgingly kind of cares about her too. Gotcha. Um... I don't know, because I, yeah, I don't, as much as I'm ranking the Sherlock show better, no, like, low in the screen scheme of Sherlockness, I feel like it is the standard somehow in my brain. Like I said, like, I'm going to picture Benedict and Martin, you know, so it's so weird to I think you're onto something, though, like, if they were mice, would they not be Basil and Dawson? They would be. Trench coat. Yeah. uh, Exactly. I mean, that is basically the cover, is just the, like, hunching in the trench coat yeah, and tweed. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, small know, and tweed. Maybe that's why it's just they're the closest to the Great Mouse Detective, and that's why I'm like, yeah, there's the royal standard. Um, yeah, maybe so. 
So, yeah, as much as I would maybe put that, like, last on my list of enjoyment, I still really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. And um, I also feel like they have the highest claim to it. (laughs) Yep. I don't know why. That's, you know, you started this out talking about the millennial pause. And I have heard that, um, like, first of all, Super Hulak. Oh gosh. Is a millennial thing <laughs> yeah. that the Gen Z's we were they were trying to claim and say that it was their thing, which what? I feel like must be like your younger siblings being like, I was there. Probably. And it's like you weren't in the trenches though. <laughs> um but also I I told you about that TikTok that I saw that was like when you picture when you see this actor, what role do you think of? And oh, they showed yeah, yeah, Benedict yeah, yeah, Cumberbatch, yeah. and it was like, oh, Gen Z is gonna think of Doctor Strange. And we're gonna think of Sherlock. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> yep, that is true. And it was like I think probably his first big role. Not that he yeah. wasn't big in like theater or you know British projects or whatever like that. But Sherlock. It, it made him a household name. BBC Sherlock somehow made its way to Tumblr and the U.S. and kind of took it it. by storm. Everybody watched it. And yeah, I just think that's what made him a household name. No one knew who Benedict was before that, that I knew. You know, like, so just like Danny Radcliffe will always be Harry Potter. Right. Sorry, like, Benedict is always going to be Sherlock, which probably helps him have that claim to the title because... He's a unique face to associate with that, mm-hmm. whereas, like, Downey was Iron Man first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's that's who he's always going to be. Yep. Yeah. No one's going to be thrown for that. Nope. You know, so. Even if we recast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Do you agree? I, I can't really rank the Downeys and the Sherlock's. Like I said, I feel like... I would probably, if I had to pick, gun to my head, I would probably pick the movies. Yeah. So they're probably ranked number three for me. Yeah, yeah. And the show is probably number four, but I sincerely enjoyed the show. I'd like to revisit it. I think that would be fun to watch. Maybe like a good, like, February show. (laughs) Especially if there are episodes we never saw. Yeah. Like, maybe there's an ending. I don't remember an ending. I'm trying to think. I don't know. I don't know. Don't know. I just know they're supposed to be like, oh yeah, we'll come back to that at some point, and it's just like, will you boys? I thought that they did. Like, there was a break, and they did do some more, but I don't think it was, like, the final. I just don't know if I saw that some more. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I think I saw it all, but I'm not positive. Um, um, yeah, at least we both know that The Great Mouse Detective is number one. So yes. if you want to full Absolutely. experience, <laughs> full experience, let's Charlie watch it right now. The way God intended. <laughs> I love that movie so much. So much. It's 10 out of 10. <laughs> so good. Well, we're at like an hour and 20 minutes. So Sorry, we guys. We wrap this up. We covered a lot of ground. Okay? We did. We discussed a TV show, true. TV movie series, two movie series, That's true. and two other movies. Yep. <laughs> It's Sherlock Holmes. What were you expecting? Yeah, come on. (laughs) All right. Well, thanks for joining us. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.